Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. My Hogwarts running club team is kicking everybody's ass. Go Ravenclaw. Go Ravenclaw. Huh. I need to join it just so that, you know, because I can help out with the mm-hmm. reading. And I'm a Hufflepuff. You don't count towards her stats if you're a... Yeah, you go against me. I just meant at least there would be more competition. No, so it's it's walking. This one isn't a reading challenge. This is like miles walked. I I do have a there is a Hufflepuff reading challenge though. If you join the Potterhead Running Club, like if I lived next to somebody who would walk with me, I would gladly walk for a walking challenge. I mean, I walk my dog back and forth to the dog park once a day. I close my circle most of the time. Huffle- Today, I'm not doing so well. Hufflepuff could use some love. They're in fourth place mm-hmm. out of four teams. <laughs> Gryffindor is in second. Well, uh, in my third. slug game is super strong. Your slug? My sloth. Okay, how I do you say that? I hang upside down off my couch all day long. And now that I don't work outside my home. It's worse. I only get about maybe a thousand steps a day. It makes me think of, and I can't nothing. remember who told me or if I like, maybe Tyler was talking about it. But there was like a group of people that had a contest on who could move the least. I would totally win that. And I'm like, I could, there's days that I could win that. If I didn't have to walk my dog. If if you don't have to work and my dog lives outside, so I don't have to walk my dog. Mm -hmm. I am the queen of the sloths, you guys. I can sit on my couch and listen to a book. Lately, I've upped my game. So that I sit on the couch, listen to a book, and play Skyrim. That is, that's a level. Yeah. That's what I. Quarantine skills right there. That's pretty much what I've been doing when I'm not doing my air shift. I wish you were on the air shift when I was driving home from work. I hear your commercial every, commercials every once in a while. I'll be like, there she is. Yeah, I work in the middle of the day when nobody's listening. Did, did I tell you that um, Tyler got recognized when he was getting gas the other day? Somebody walked up to him, a stranger, and said, really? aren't you Q-Tip oh. from the Sports Animal Morning Show? Because, you know, he's full-time morning show now. They He moved into somebody's nice. spot. And, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, and... Uh, I'm trying to think of the person who quit. I can't remember the person who quit, but he's, you know, on the morning show now. And um, he actually got recognized. That's pretty How cool is that? Do you get recognized? Do people recognize your voice when they hear it, like in public? People will look at me like, since I'm not in the morning show, people don't recognize me per se, but they recognize my voice a lot. They just don't know from where, okay. you know, they look at you. You can tell. Yeah. It's like they're trying to figure out why they think they know me. Right. You know, but they don't make the connection. Well, okay. People never recognize me because I don't look like I sound. That's always the mind fuck. When like you see a radio person yeah. and you're like. Every single time they say to me, I thought you were a brunette. Every single time. That's and so funny. you're way taller than I thought you would be. Huh. But in, I, you know what's funny? My, the person I used to listen to in Nashville on the morning show, 
I pictured her as like this little blonde cheerleader voice because it's kind of how she sounds. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a picture of her and she's like got black hair. She is petite. But I saw her, I was like, who the hell is that person? Because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not who I've envisioned for yeah, like 10 years. Yeah, and see, years. that's the thing is that you get in your head what this person should look like. And then when you meet them, they're not that person even if they are that person yeah because you still have the vision in your head of what they're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. because you have a relationship with that person the other thing that's weird like being a little bit more of an insider right with tom Mm -hmm. working all that is when i i know the person by their radio name but then also their actual name oh yeah and i'm like oh that's just it's weird what do I call you? <laughs> you know, I've worked with some of those guys up at the radio station since 2009, I think, or 10. <clears throat> and there are several of them that until two years ago when we started doing birthdays, I didn't know their real names. I mean, they're okay. I'll give you an example. Let's say the guy's name. I'm making these names up. Say Rob Roberts. Because that's a very common radio name. Mm-hmm. And the guy's real name is Carol mm-hmm. or Stacy or, you know, and I mean, like a very unusual yeah. name, first name. And so you've, you've got this, you know, Rob Roberts in your mind when you look at the dude. But his real name is Stacy so Jones. So it doesn't even match. Right. And and. Even though intuitively you understand the concept of it, mm-hmm. it just is not computing. So the, the person gets mail under their real name. Oh, so you're yeah. like, whose box does this go to? Like, Hello, Carol? <laughs> like, Car- who the hell is Carol? <laughs> like Eggman. I used to talk to Eggman yeah. a lot. I didn't know what his real name his is. His real name one- is Greg. Yeah, there's one time that somebody said, Greg, or you know Greg. I'm like, do I know Greg? And, (laughs) and they're like, Eggman. I'm like, Oh, I never knew. And I'd like talked to him for like two years and never knew. And you just never know. Well, I guess I never think of like radio personalities of not using their first, like their real name. And you know why they don't? Cause they don't want creepy stalkers. Well, that's why the women don't use their real names. The men don't use their real names because they have terrible first names. Like Carol Jones, for example, you don't, I mean, in America, you don't think of a man with a first name of Carol very often. Mm-hmm. True. Right. I, I made yeah, that up, by the way. Right. There is nobody here with the first name of Carol. Right. But, but there is a guy who works for our radio cluster who, who has a very unusual first name. And it's not very sexy. I will say that. And the guy works for a rock station. Yeah, so oh, you have so to. like he needed you know, like a rock persona. So you got to have a rock persona in order to do it because it it just it doesn't fit. Yeah. It just that reminds me of uh, and I have no clue who the comic was, but I was listening to a comic one time and they were talking about that mm-hmm. about names and they're like, "You don't even think that Steven Seagal was little Stevie Seagal that lived down the street with glasses and that's a true. hair lip." So Yeah. yeah. And that's you know. that, and that's just it. So for me, using my real my own real last name, well, f- first of all, I wanted to change my whole name. I wanted to change the whole package. Because mm-hmm. having a first name like Martha, I like it. I mean, f- for one thing, I got teased a lot because it's an old person name. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Your aunt Martha. Yeah. 
You're a little old lady when you got a I name I was really like having a, like, a crisis that I was like, do I not know Martha's real name right now? No, 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 no. That's I was my... like... You're not no. Martha? That's my whole... That's that's my real first name. I was having an inward crisis. I was like... That's not my real last... Steele is not my real last name. I chose right. that name when I was 18 because my program director said, you do not under any circumstances as a woman want to use your real name if you are on the radio because people will find out where you live and they will not leave you alone especially in a small town so don't do it so i wanted to be martha malone oh that's cool steel works though i like steel too though i didn't i never liked it i like but once you pick it you can't let it go because it follows you everywhere i wanted to be martha malone I like Steel better. I bet you Bonnie, look more like a Steel. Is Bonnie the only one who knows your last name? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't know, I know your last name. I'm not going to tell you what it is on the podcast. I'll tell you later what it is. <laughs> I feel so. Don't tell people. I, I like to be the only one who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever name you want me to call you, that's what I'm going to call you. So, how does that go? It goes. And actually, uh, baby, I'm- when you call me, you can call me out. Call me out. But I feel like that with celebrities too. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, I changed my name because there was like another actor in the SAG, like agent, like the SAG uh-huh, SAG group yeah. that has the same name. So they even if like they'll have to change it because there's another actor." And I'm always like, "That's so weird." <laughs> like, I would not be surprised at all if there was another Martha Steele. Well, in, you know, Vonnie's the- not my real name. No. And I'm not, that's my nickname. Yeah. And I go by Vani so much that when I was in high school, sometimes I would get uh, called down because this is, they didn't have like phones and they would go over the loudspeaker to call people to the office. And I'd get called down to the office using my real name. And the teacher would be like, we don't have anyone here by that name. I'm like, no, that's me. It's me. Don't worry, guys. I go by my only name. I think if I, well, I- that always reminds me of, I'm sure we've all seen office space they're having a discussion about his name and he's like why should i change my name he's the one who sucks like <laughs> the guy's name is michael bolton <laughs> yeah because yeah. his co-worker's like why don't you just go by mike and he's like dude no <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go by mike i'm the one we've spelled. all had weird nicknames over the years that just didn't stick i was maggie in for school, like a minute i never in school like i mean people would call me rage but i but my grandpa my my dad's dad he would always he would always call me rackadooly <laughs> rackadooly that's yeah. funny oh look at her cover her face <laughs> oh! that's funny it's okay my best friend yeah. growing up her mom used to call me maggie moo like the ice cream place See, to this day she'll be like maggie moo what you doing i'll be like is that ever gonna die i had a boyfriend for a minute who called me mert or myrtle the turtle oh that's cute i have no idea why i mean you don't look like a turtle so or where that came from when you're but it was mert all the time that he called me maybe you just really felt like you needed a nickname since you can't really shorten martha you know you can't it doesn't i'm well my family calls me tha tha yeah i had a boyfriend one time that called me Vinny, but he also huffed glue so (laughs) He could have been generally confused. (laughs) There was a girl I went to college with whose name was Ashley. And instead of going by Ash, she went by Schley. 
Yeah, you yeah. told us that yeah. one. I remember that one. I, I it took like me like it. four years of college to be like, what's her actual name? <laughs> <laughs> See, people don't ever get the tha. They don't understand. The tha from Martha. Yeah, yeah. it's just the last. I mean, I get it. Now that I know, thinking about it too, like my grandpa's passed away, but my sis, my middle sister, for whatever reason, for as long as I can remember, she calls me Ricardo. Like she'll even text Ricardo. That's funny. As in Ricky. Like, <laughs> that is so funny. You could be a Ricky. I could say I like Rackadooly or Rack oh. for sure. How about if we call you Rack? <laughs> That's you know, it fits in with the boobs. <laughs> um, yeah. That goes along with the book that I just yeah. reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more Vondi's nickname. <laughs> <Rack>. <laughs> hey, it comes to Rack. <laughs> well, and it is funny, like, what nicknames, like, people end up with that you're like, how in the hell did you get to that name <laughs> from, like, your actual name? Like, everyone's probably be like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> explain this to me. Well, and I never understood well, why Ron's grandfather called him Doc. Nobody mm. could ever explain like, it to what's me. what's up, Doc? Did he used to watch Bugs Bunny a lot? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Well, Tom will hate that I'm telling you this, but <gasps> I call him Bubs. I have no idea why. I just, when we were dating, I started calling him that, and that's just that's his never name. Bubs. Bubs. Just stuck. Bubs. Hey, Bubs. Bubs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till we all get <laughs> drunk on tequila and, and Tom is there and serving start drinks. Him Bubs. <laughs> hey, Bubs. Hey, Bubs. Hook me up. <laughs> Help me out, bubs. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Shake that little bubs bud. <laughs> bubs butt. <laughs> One- Shake it, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys I knew from high school, he was like the third. Oh. And so they called him Trace. Oh. Uh, and so for years, I was like, that's just his name. And then as we grew up, I was like, oh, he's the third so they call that's him- why Uno, dos, tres. Yeah. yeah and one of my friends his son is the fourth and they call him c4 because their cool. first initial I don't, god is- what yeah. kind of people are you running around with for cripes sakes i mean i can't went my- to private school has all these no. dubs no well i can't dubs would my be name the du- is c4 yeah well c4 is like three years old so he's adorable but oh oh but no my cut my uncles and cousins are all carl so we had to come up with nicknames because my grandfather obviously was just grandpa and then my uncle, his name is Carl, also. He's Carl the Jr. So then he had to be, he became Skip, which is like an old nick, like an older nickname for like the second. Skip is also what they call the trash can in the UK. Oh, uh, well, so. he's, no. <laughs> that, when no. I, whenever I hear somebody named Carl, it makes me think of llamas with hats. <laughs> Carl, that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then my, my cousin's the Carl. third. So he just stayed Carl because my uncle was Skip and grandpa was grandpa. And then when Carl had a son, they named him Carl. And we're like, well, shit, we can't call him Carl because you're Carl. So he's C4. No, he, no, he's CJ. My friend is the one that's C4. Oh, um, gotcha. But my cousin is CJ because technically he's my cousin's junior. Mm-hmm. So Holy crap. Yeah. Why, why can't people just that's use a, an original fucking name? Whoa. Oh, it was a heated debate when, no one when CJ ever. was born on what he was going to be named. <laughs> like, mm. You know, for for a minute, for a minute, I thought about combining my name and Ron's name to name our child. If we had a girl. Rantha? No, Marin. Oh. Oh, that would have been pretty. Yeah. That is pretty. I like that name. Oh. Rantha? Rantha. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Renesme. <laughs> Texas named Erla. <laughs> so I shouldn't. Sorry. Sorry, Erla. Uh, no, when I, I do my. What? My, my dad's side of the family, right? For some bizarre reason, when my grandparents started having children, they decided that everybody needed to have the same first, middle, and last initial as my grandfather, who also had the same first, middle, and last initial as his father. Hey, that's and better so, than the person having the name. Okay, so my my dad also has my grandfather and great-grandfather's name, right? So there's three of them. And then the other four children. So there are my grandpa and his four sons and one daughter they all have the same initials which are and lgd yeah and all of them go by their middle names except my aunt that's confusing as fuck that is confusing it is so because my dad's name is lawrence garrig so he goes by garrig Right. Or, and some of them were just so bizarre. Like my uncle, my uncle Garrett, his first name was like Loftus, which was the last name of some friends of my, of my grandparents. They just needed an L. <laughs> like, Loftus. Yeah. And, but, and then my, my cousin who is, he's a few months older than me. He has the same thing. And my mother was like, we are ending the madness. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you have girls. My, mom, my aunt has the LGD. Oh, does she? Um, but when, because I was set, obviously, to be born several months after my cousin, who is Grant. He also goes by his middle name. And um, so when it came time to naming, my mom put her foot down and she was like, absolutely not. How about Laura are- Gay? Hmm. There's not a lot of L, like, women's Lorelai. names. Lorelai. Lorraine. I would have been okay with that. My middle name starts with an L, but, and it was my dad who spelled my first name weird. So I was like, well, fine. <laughs> Leviathan. Uh, How about that? Lilith. Mm, Ooh, Lilith. Lilith is good. Or Lee, if it was spelled L-E-I-G-H, I wouldn't yes. mind that. I'm just glad that my mom came from a family of diverse, like, names, and, but she really was just like, this family tradition makes no sense to me, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to, so I'm not doing it. No. Me and you my sisters are all me. V. My husband is standing outside with the dog on a leash, and he's talking to somebody who I think, okay, I don't really know who she is. I'm assuming she's a neighbor. I don't know who she is, and I really want to know what they're talking about and how she happened upon our house. I'm so intrigued. I just want to know who she who she is. She looks like a nice lady. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi. I'm Rachel. I'm sorry I can't come out right now because I'm doing a podcast, but yes. you look really nice. I'll right. knock on the window and be like, <laughs> <laughs> then she's gonna be like, is she trapped? Is she okay? <laughs> My dog seems to like her though. So oh, well, there good. you go. Then she's fine. I mean, it could be worse. It could be just the creepy scare, like my dog gives everyone when we're walking. 
I swear, when she sees somebody like taking groceries into their house or something, she sits down and stares at them and she's on a leash. So what am I going to do? I'm just, I try not to look them in the face. So like I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, look at tree. I'm just going to look at the leaves for a while <laughs> until my dog quits being so curious about this human who happens to yeah, live near like us. Not. Maybe she smells the treats yeah. in their bag. So, so what books are we going to talk about? Do we... It is summer, you know, so technically this is a time travel. Yes, it is. Because I am currently on an airplane, hopefully on my way back from Minneapolis. If for some reason I didn't get the COVID between now and then. And if you don't get an episode next week, <laughs> you might know you'll why. know that I got stuck in Minnesota and got quarantined. <laughs> And hopefully your ride is waiting for you when you get there. Hopefully. I need to remember to set reminders about that. Yeah. So being that this is a time travel episode, some of the the items mentioned within the podcast might be non-timely. True. Mostly not, though. We didn't really talk about anything too on point this week. No. Just a bunch of names. Yep. Try to do ancestry and you'll learn how many names repeat in your family and you'll be like cussing them, especially if they were English descent. Mm. I'm very German. John Mitchell. And now I probably said this already, but you know what one of my um, family names is? What? Trump. Oh, no. I'm not related to Why did you have to bring that up again? Just because I know it infuriates you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like See, to get I, going. I, I, my, just... my life goal now is I want to dig deeper into my, and I think we were, we were in Delaware. So, but I just really, because I have a Hamilton musical obsession problem. I'm like, can I track my family to be able to claim Hamilton as an ancestor? I bet oh, you eventually, Christ. I bet if you dig far enough back. But I was sitting there watching it the other day and I was like, this might become my new, like, can I find a connection? Right. <laughs> well, Trump must be a German name. It is. Will you because stop saying the fucking name, please? If it's in my family and oh. that side of the family, because then the next one that's prominent in my family is beers. Yeah. And that's very I think, German. I think it is you gotta German. Gotta have some beers. Well, it, it has yeah. to be. Cause it's do on do my... you have anybody with books in your family? So we could talk about... <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to keep me from saying Trump. Stop it! <laughs> Jesus, age There are other people in the universe with his last name. Up in the East Coast somewhere, uh, the descendants of Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. And they've yeah. changed, obviously changed their name. But yeah, wouldn't right. you? This is German descent. Yeah. So I'm going to say that I don't have Nazis in my ancestry. You probably do. I don't know. But speaking of Nazis, I oh, have a historical nice war Nazis. <laughs> I'm back in my wheelhouse. Oh. And not saying that because I'm German descent. I'm just saying that because I love historical fiction. <laughs> so I read Secrets of a Charmed Life by Susan Mesner. And tell you the truth, I did not think that I would like this book. And I loved it. I would give this a five stars. I read the oh. reviews and some of the reviews weren't all that great. But I don't know what they were talking about because this was an awesome book. So this starts out, not really current time, but pretty current, closer to current time. And there's um, a girl who's probably about 1920. She's a history major and she's having to do a paper on World War, uh, on the World Wars and about the Blitz that happened in London. And she does some research and everything and she's supposed to interview one person about the Blitz and... 
her um, inner her person falls through. And so she's like, well, shit, what am I going to do? Well, she had another person who has never um, agreed to be interviewed about the Blitz. And but she's, you know, last ditch effort. So she calls to see if she could get and she actually um, agrees to be interviewed. That's impressive. Right. So this lady is in her 90s. She's an old lady. And um, she goes over to interview her about what happened to her, you know, about the Blitz, which if anyone doesn't know what the Blitz is, the Blitz is um, when Germany bombed London for like, I think it was like 30 days straight. It, it was, was a long, it was a time. long time and it, it was to continue every night. Yeah. They had these bombings. So she starts to interview her and she goes back to her story and it starts a little bit before the blitz happened and she is um, 15 and a half and her sister is seven and their their mom is a single mom. She's never been married so she's a little bit of a... A little bit of a pariah. A little bit of a pariah at the time because in the 40s that just was not seen but... She, you know, y- you don't really know what the circumstances is, all that um, the main character knows really about her mom's situation is that her mom told her that she went to a party, um, she had had too much to drink, you know, so on and so forth, ended up pregnant, yada yada, has no contact with dad, so on and so forth. So... It's almost like she doesn't have a lot of respect for her mom because of her mom being a little promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really agree with a lot of her decisions. I mean, she respects her as a mom, like, you know, mom-wise, but not so much as for her moral compass. And this is the person doing the report on... This is the the 90-year-old lady okay. who's going back. I'm trying to find what her name was. I don't remember what her name was. Isabel. Her name was Isabel. Okay. And so at the very start of Isabel telling the the girl, which her name is Kendra, who's interviewing, the very first thing she says is, you should know that my real name is not Isabel. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So you know this is going to be a good story already. Right. <laughs> so she goes back and she's 15 and a half. Sisters, that's seven. Mom is a single parent. And they've already had one evacuation of the children in London. And they weren't part of that evacuation. And Isabel is very much about wanting to make her place in the world. She's very driven. Um, she wants to be a wedding dress designer. She wants to open her own shop. She already has dreams of what she wants. And there's one shop in London that she loves the dresses. And she goes and she just looks at the dresses and in the mirror and everything, or not the mirror, but the window. And one day they put a help wanted sign. So, of course, she goes and she interviews for this job and she lies about her age. She says that she's 16 because at 15, 
they're still evacuating London and she doesn't think that she's going to be able to get the job. So she gets the job and everything. A couple weeks in, they do another evacuation and her mom tells them that they're evacuating her and her sister. Mm. And she's, of course, saying, no, I'm not going to go because I have this job. This is my dream. She's teaching me stuff. You know, she says that my designs are are good enough that she wants to show it to one of her cousins that um, does costume designs for the theater Mm -hmm. and everything else. And her mom says, I'm sorry, you're 15 and a half. You're part of this evacuation. You have to go. And so she gets evacuated. And but she still stays in touch with the owner of the shop. And the owner of the shop tells her, if you can come in to meet with my cousin, he wants to see your designs. He wants to meet with you on September 7th. Mm. So she, of course, doesn't want to tell her current foster mom because she's already been evacuated at this time. So she basically runs away in the middle of the night oh, with her little sister because her little sister finds out and the only way to keep her quiet is, to take her, is to take her with her. So she goes back to London not knowing that this is going to happen on the morning of September 7th. And she goes back to her house because, I mean, she knows where the spare key and everything is and she thinks her mom's going to be home. And she gets there and she's like, her mom wasn't there and she tells her sister stay here mom's going to be home from work soon i just have to go to this interview and then i'll be right home so it's only going to be a couple hours so on so forth so she leaves and she goes to the interview and then on her way home is when the blitz starts oh shit so everything there's bombings happen she gets stuck in i think she gets stuck like like in a train station. Yeah, they, or use, they use the underground. The underground, yeah. yeah. And by the time she gets out, then she goes home, and her house that her sister was in is one of the ones that oh, was hit. And her house wasn't destroyed, but it was severely damaged. And she goes upstairs to find out what happened to her sister, thinking, oh, God, I, mom, mom had to have come home during this. She, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. No one's at her house. Oh, so then it's like, where did she go? Like, is she, yeah. Oh, this sounds so good. I want to read this. So then she's completely separated from her. She doesn't know where her mom is because her mom never came home from work. She doesn't know where her little sister ended up because, I mean, when she left, she was in the, the house and now the house is bombed. None of the neighbors are there anymore. And she just doesn't know where anyone went. So then it becomes like this search She's searching for her sister. Wow. And, um, you know, as part of searching for her sister is where she kind of, in the process of all this, is where she kind of takes on a new identity, which I don't want to say too much about it because you have to read it to find out everything that she went to and to find out whether or not she actually finds her sister or not this sounds and really finds good. her mom or finds anybody but yeah this book was so good so many facts it's just tugged at your heartstrings at times and at times you're like oh my god she it's got it something's gotta happen what it was so good i just can't even describe it 
I want to read it again now. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been good if you want to read it again. I, this is one that I probably will go back and read again. Wow. Because it was, it was so good. And like I said, I didn't think that I would like it just by reading it because it sounded fluffy and girly, hmm. but it was not. Nice. And what was it? What, what was it called again? And that was called Secrets of a Charmed Life by Susan Messner. Awesome. I awesome. love historical fiction. I mean, you love London. So I do. you would probably like this book. Yeah. And I mean, I'm actually watching an Anne Frank, Anne Frank documentary on Netflix. Like right I now. saw that that was on there. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Anne Frank, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it came yeah. up on my because mm-hmm. I watched. I've been watching the new though. Unsolved Mysteries on I do need to watch Netflix, too. which is freaking awesome i love it so much yes i started watching crazy delicious because i love cooking shows <laughs> and the babysitters club came out this week too i haven't started yeah, that yet not watching that. i'm I watching prob- that. i didn't like the books oh, I the babysitter the books. books that came out those are my jam those are probably that and goosebumps were like the first books that i like hmm. you guys are picked. so young oh my god <laughs> I had like all like what I remember when like book number 100 came out because it was a big deal that it was like the hundredth book. I think I was just a touch too old for Babysitter's Club. And that's probably why I didn't. I'd already moved on to like Dean Koontz by then. Yeah. I mean, to be well, fair, I, think I was there still might only be like 15. There might but... be goosebumps uh, books in that closet, right? <laughs> that, when... that shows you anything. This is my son's room. And, but I'm impressed that they're still printing the goosebumps <laughs> books from when I was a kid. <laughs> So, Rachel, what do you got for us over there? I read A House at the Bottom of a Lake by Josh Mallerman, who um, he also wrote Bird Box. Oh, Oh, I knew I recognized that name for a reason. Yes. Did you read Bird Um, Box? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Okay. Loved Bird Box. Um, You didn't like it? No, I liked it. I haven't read it. I didn't like the movie at all. Same. I hated the movie. Yeah, but Um, I liked the book, though. So um, this book was kind of unique because after I read Bird Box, and I loved it, and I loved his writing style, um, I came across this book, which at the time was fairly new, but um, I couldn't actually, like, go into the store and buy it. I had to pre-order it, and I've never seen it in a store, but... um, and it's not very long, but it packs a punch. Um, and it's one of those books that at certain moments, I actually had like a visceral reaction um, to it, which to me is always a sign of good writing. But it's based on two teenagers, um, James and Amelia. So James, at the beginning of the story, he asks Amelia out on a date. Um, and he wants it to be kind of unique and um, special. Um, and so what he does is he asks, I think his uncle or something like, Hey, I want to go out on a date. I want to pack a picnic and that, and can I use your, your canoe? And so I can do this. And he was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And so they're out on this lake and, or I guess it's not really like an open lake. Cause there's, um, there's things around it, right? But it's beautiful scenery, those kind of things. Well, as they are kind of going around, they discover a house that is at the bottom of the lake. And so, and they, they spend 
a lot of time going back to this lake and um, hanging out together and sort of developing their relationship. But obviously, curious teenagers, what are they going to want to do? Go to the bottom of the lake. Right. And so um, she's a little more adventurous than he is, I think, but she convinces him. And so they start exploring this house and um you know and basically one of the taglines for this is just because a house is empty doesn't mean nobody's home oh shit Um, and so even when they initially go on this exploration if you are at all claustrophobic or have like fear of drowning or things like that i was gonna say i would have to like i mean i'm I find myself getting a little short of breath even thinking about this. Yes. And the way that he writes is it's beautiful and descriptive, but not too much. And there were scenes when he was describing them being below. And then when certain things happen, um, you, you feel this sense of being trapped and panic and not being able to breathe. At least for me, that was my experience. And for a short book, it packed a lot of stuff in. The ending, I still don't know quite how I feel about the ending. I didn't hate it. Leave that up to the individual reader. But it, it was really, really good. And, you know, you see kind of the relationship between these two building a little, which it's not very romancy at all. It's mainly about sort of this almost obsession with this house and what keeps drawing them down to it so um it sounds super creepy it is creepy especially you know they're not in like super clear water or anything like that it's dark because the the house is literally sitting on the bottom so there's no light down there or anything well how did they Um, find it then how did they see it if you can't see through the water i forget exactly whether it was like folklore or something around an area i forget um exactly but they stumble upon this and again like i said there's some sort of just like weird thing that draws them to this place um and uh like i said it a book that can give me that kind of reaction and just physically make me feel like i'm there is is good um it's it's very much not a long read, but it it kind of kicks your ass a little bit, you know. It sounds um, like it. It's and it, it after reading Bird Box, I thought, is this next book because this was the second book of his that I read. I thought, I wonder if this is gonna hold up to it because I loved Bird Box, um, the book, not the movie, um, and really, I feel like it did in in a different way. But it, it, for me, held up like that. Um, so, again, that was A House at the Bottom of a Lake by Josh Mallerman. That sounds like a good, like, October s- read. Yeah, a spooky Halloween read. Yeah. I was actually thinking, be, well, if it's no, short, I was thinking no. it would be good for an airplane or something. Yeah. It's, a, it's only 118 pages. Oh, wow. That's the funny. Speaking of Halloween, it was first published halloween of 2016 ah well i'm gonna take a hard left from spooky halloween books (laughs) to 
straight up YA happiness. Uh, so this week I am reviewing I Was Born for This by Alice Oseman. And this book actually was recommended to me by my friend Emma a while back um, because when she saw it, she immediately thought of Hanson and boy bands. Oh, right up your alley. Um, the cover. And she's wearing her Hanson t-shirt I, I am today. wearing my Hanson shirt. The cover is like Hanson orange and just very like some of the names kind of tied back. Vonnie, so- did you know that there was a color called Hanson orange? I did not. I did not did either. Did not know that. Yes. No. It's the color. An actual thing. No, well, color no, I don't think it's on the color it wheel. Looks like gold to me. No, it's, it's like more orange than that in the picture. Um, no, it's what it's the color of the middle of nowhere CD. So we just always call it Hanson Orange. Anyway, um, so this book is so much fun. If you've ever been, it could be any fandom, but a particularly a music fandom. Whether this one focuses on boy bands. So if you were in the fandom of like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, or even like One Direction or like nowadays BTS, like this book will speak to you on a deep level because, so it starts off with, they are doing a concert, doing meet and greets. And our main character who is, I can't think of her name right now. It just left my brain. Um, But our main character is made a friend on the internet, like most fandoms. And she, they've talked for years. Like, it's not like, oh, I just met her. We're going to go to this concert. Like, they've been internet friends for a long time. So they meet up to go to this big event. And the new friend, or the the friend, has a new boyfriend. Which she kind of doesn't really mention to her other friend, to our main girl. So there's a little bit of tension with the, the new boyfriend. She doesn't really like him. She just feels like there's something shady about him because he claims to be this big fan. And the band is called The Ark. And so he's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of The Ark. And she's kind of like, I call bullshit on this. Like she thinks he's just kind of using The Ark fandom as a way to like connect to girls. Not a terrible idea. Um, I mean, if it works. If it works, right? So they go to this meet and greet, and I can't remember, some kind of kerfuffle, like crazy thing happened. I love that word. That's such a cool word. Kerfuffle. A kerfuffle happens. And basically the like meet and greet disintegrates into madness. She ends up like hiding in like the bathroom because everyone's like running. I can't remember. I don't feel like it wasn't like a shooting or something like that because it's England, but it could have been. But if something happens, like something crazy happens, she ends up in the bathroom and one of the main character, one of the main guy, the lead singer from the band, Jimmy, ends up in the bathroom with her. So imagine like your teenage self obsessed with whatever band that may have been. And all of a sudden you're like in this bathroom hiding from chaos and in walks like the lead singer. That would be very cool. Right? Like it's very kinda, cool. Yeah. And I. He might have actually even been in the bathroom and she walked in. Either way, they end up in this bathroom kind of together. Um, and Jimmy Jimmy has some anxiety, we learn. So he doesn't do well with stress, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably uh, slightly problematic when you're in a world-famous boy band that you don't handle stress well. Just an idea. Has anxiety. That's fine. Um, and they end up... Keep crossing paths. So, like, she ends up in the inner circle kind of of her favorite boy band because things keep happening and they keep ending up like I can't remember whose girl one of the girlfriends like ends up at her work or something like in a in a mall or something I can't remember how exactly it goes it's been a minute um but she kind of ended up in this inner circle of this boy band 
And it's really kind of fascinating in the fact that all of a sudden she's having to realize that they're real people. Mm, yeah. Like you kind of have this idea of what your favorite boy band or whatever it may be is. And, and then the, you find out they have anxiety. Just yeah. Like everyone like else. Like everyone else that they're, mm-hmm. that they're human. But it was just a lot of fun. And then it kind of also makes you think like, like you feel like you know these people because you have been in the fandom for so long, but like how much do you really know about them? Mm-hmm. Like, of course it's... You don't know if they have any weird quirks. Yeah, and you don't necessarily know, like you think you know, like well, Lance Bass, for example, like didn't come out until after NSYNC had lost its like oomph to some extent, right? Like no one really talked about Lance never having a girlfriend or he dated Danielle Fischel or whatever it was. Uh, Fish but so there's some of that goes on in this in this band of like they're not someone isn't out of the closet yet because the band is really popular and they're just Mm -hmm. not out so it's just it was a lot of fun reading it because it felt so like it felt very much like a fan fiction that somebody would have written about a band huh yeah but it's better written than most fans like it's not I could see why this was right in your wheelhouse. Oh, I had, mm-hmm. I think I read it in like two days. Like I sat there and I was like, oh my God, this is, it starts off. You're like, this is every fan fiction. Like you're out at the event and something crazy happens and you get stuck with them. Like dream come true. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> and then you start to realize like, well, it might not be a dream come true because you now are seeing the inner circle and that person is not the person you have built up in your head. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun. So if you, it's one I would highly recommend. She has a couple of other books. I haven't read them. She's an English author. So you a lot of times have to order her stuff because it's not in stores here. Um, but it was a lot of fun. You got had a lot of fun dynamic with the friends and kind of their, because sometimes when you bring those friends from the internet into your life, they're not who you think they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because now you have to like have conversations and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, literally the only thing we have in common is this band and we don't know how to interact mm-hmm. yeah. about life. I've had friends like that. Mm-hmm. We were like, yeah, let's just meet up for lunch or whatever. And then you meet up and you're like, so. Um... Yeah. But even then, <laughs> I, I feel like that even still happens like in the Hanson fandom, like with people I've been met and been friends with for years, like I'll forget like that one of them has a husband. They'll be like, yeah, my husband. I'm like, wait, time out. When did, how long have you been married? Like, because you, you don't. Yes, you're friends and like you talk to each other all the time, but you don't always remember all the like real life stuff <laughs> that's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was such a fun book. I loved it. I would probably reread it if I was like in a book slump because it just I identified with her feelings of, oh, my God, this boy band and like they're the best and they're everything and they're my life. And I, every, this fandom is everything. And she's like sneaking around from her parents because her parents are really conservative. So she's kind of like not telling them where she is all the time. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it was an interesting look kind of behind the curtain of fandoms and what happens when you meet your boy band obsession in real life and what that means for them as real people. Mm. So it was super fun. I really liked it. I recommend it. Um, and that was, I was born for this by Alice Oseman. This made me think about the first time we met Rachel. You know how you get to know people on the internet? Or you get to know people through one venue or another, and you've never met in person, and how your perception of them is different, you know, when you first meet. With, With me, it was Rachel's voice. 
Because Rachel has such a deep yeah. voice. Oh, we talked about that the other day. Yes. It's like she opened her mouth and I'm like, oh my God, I want that voice. After I <laughs> figured out that it was her regular voice and she didn't have a cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was sort of at an unfair advantage a little bit because I felt like I already knew you guys a little bit because I had been listening to your podcast. Right, right. That's true. And then we so. didn't know anything about you really. Were we any different when you met us in person than what you thought? Honestly, you were more delightful in person for sure. Cause I loved the podcast and I loved you guys on it. And to be able to meet and talk with you guys, it was just that much better. Hear that? We're delightful. Just, <laughs> no, it really was. It was just kind of cool because in, I think sometimes you have expectations built up for certain things like, you know, people put on a show for their podcast or different stuff, but you, you all are just like you present yourselves on the podcast. You're funny. You tell it like it is like are open and all that kind of stuff. So it just, it was really easy to like all of you. Oh, and and I had not listened to the podcast when I met you guys at the the book fest, which was funny because we went out with the intention of meeting new people, you know, getting, spreading the word locally because we have a lot of listeners that are from everywhere but yeah. not very many locals. so I, I didn't have like a built-in like vision because i was like i had i had met you and then listened so i was like a different like Is meeting us what made you listen or you're like yeah i'll kind of oh, i'll check out this podcast i don't know if i'll like it the people no, are kind of assholes <laughs> no no i was like they're kind of cool i should like check that out like I was like, they were funny. Even though I don't even remember meeting you, I'm like, yeah, I met you. Were too. You were crocheting. Yeah, I was. You were deep in crocheting bookmarks. Mm. Plus, in your defense, there was like a lot of people at the book fest that probably came up to the table. In, to tell you yeah. the truth, if I had my little reading glasses on so that I could crochet, I couldn't see what you look like when I looked up. <laughs> I don't remember. I'd have to look so, back at the picture. Yeah, I, I have my black glasses on. telling you guys on. about Megan after she left. Yeah, you probably did. And then a couple of days later when she sent a message after she'd listened to the podcast yeah. and she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I went home and was like, okay, now I got to listen because I'm like, this is awesome. More book people. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure you had to tell me because sometimes I get in my own bubble. I'm like, really? Did we meet? Who did we meet? What? <laughs> I'm sure when Shona G meets us, she's going to, she's going to, first thing she'll do is she'll walk up to the house and look for a, a teal rock out front. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look for the teal rock, Rachel? <laughs> Make sure I wasn't a swinger. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong did with I, that. Did I miss the whole teal rock combat? Yeah, More there's a. My sister-in-law once told me that swingers would give other swingers a message by giving like a signal outside their house somehow, and the teal a teal rock or a teal something out in front of your house was. A signal to other swingers. I don't know if that's accurate or not. She probably looked for the teal rock and was like, okay, Tom, we can stay here when she invites us because there's no teal rock. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? Somebody, somebody in my life who I wish wouldn't have known that, like, I, I don't know how we were talking about swingers. My, my life is strange sometimes, but um, I want to say it was my mom and I made a joke about it and she mentioned like the teal thing or some, it was somebody in my life who obviously I'm comfortable with having 
you know conversations that are inappropriate with but i didn't expect them to <laughs> to know about it oh and i was like all right that's that's disturbing yet i feel like i like you more now i never <laughs> i never googled it to find out if it was the th- a thing i guess i should have done that well teal pumpkins at halloween is for kids with allergies right hmm i feel like i might it's i think so this week i'm gonna have to post that picture from the book fest I think you, you should. should. I need. I need I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it so everybody can see it. All right. With my short hair and my glasses. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry. I'm gonna change the subject back since that was a totally out of the blue thing. The teal rock. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> so I there was an article. I think it was a book riot article, and I'm pretty sure I shared it, but I can't remember for sure. I might not have shared it because it was definitely an article that it was mostly me that was going to be interested because it was a book, um, article about weird books. And you know, I just love the weird. Bring it. It's been a while since I've got a really good taste of some weird books. So I've read several of the books on that list and so far I have loved them. But this is the one I'm going to review this week because... It gave me such a weird vibe. Okay. It's called Under the Skin by Michael Faber. And just so you know, this is not a book for everyone. Okay. It was very strange. But it was creepy, too. Um, it, it takes place mostly in a vehicle. And there's a woman who's driving around picking up hitchhikers. And you, as the writing flows along, the writer sort of describes this woman. And you know that she's unusual. But the clues aren't really conclusive. It's small things. Like it talks about these really thick glasses that she wears. But her face is unusual. And... She has massive breasts and she's clearly been physically altered somehow because it, it comes up a lot and she's, you're really hearing her inner, inner monologue and she's trying to, she's looking for a specific type of man to pick up a man with big muscles and just really a specific type of man. Once she gets him in the car, she asks him lots of questions like, you know, do you have any... She wants, she wants a guy that doesn't have any local connections because she doesn't want him to be discovered missing, or at least not right away. No. So you already know she has very nefarious aims, but you really... It's really hard to get why she takes him back to this farm and hands him off to these guys this sounds very criminal mindsy not really okay it's it's weird and i do mean weird because you kind of are starting to feel like i don't know i i I hate going too far with this i don't want to talk too much about it but she the work that she has had done on herself is extensive. Mm. She talks about all of her scars and about how she doesn't feel comfortable in this skin. 
and because of all the scars no okay no it's but it's super it's super creepy and and then i also got a um an impression of i don't know just it's just so super creepy what are you guys laughing about over there <laughs> fuckers i found an article oh you're gonna read i was looking up the teal thing oh tell me later no let me finish okay hang on to that <laughs> but anyway um you know that she's not a hundred percent okay shush with you know she's not a hundred percent okay with whatever is going on in this situation she's not but she has to keep doing it she doesn't she was designed for this it's her job it's her only thing that she does is she goes out and she picks up these hitchhikers and hands them off to these guys at the farm that sounds super creepy. It t- it turns so incredibly bizarre. It, it's almost in an, it's almost in the sci-fi realm. Okay. Okay. That's how weird it is. So it's not necessarily like you know sex trafficking. Or no, something like that. no, not at all. But you don't really know that in the beginning. You, it's hard when you first start reading it because it doesn't have any hallmarks of that kind of thing. You know, you kind of you kind of go into it in the beginning thinking it might be something like that. Gotcha. I liked it. I gave it four stars. I might have given it three and three quarters just because the ending was so fucking bizarre. But the whole book was bizarre, but it was really well written, and I couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards. Hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend it for people who feel like they might want something extremely different. Um, it wasn't super long, I want to say. I don't remember. 230 pages. Yeah, it wasn't super long. It was so fucking creepy, though, man. I mean, I was so, I was so creeped out by it. It almost has a, no, I don't want to say Animal Farm, but it kind of has that, it has a feeling like, it would really spark great discussions about different topics. Hmm. Um, That's what some of the reviews were saying. Yeah. I already saved it. You compared it to Animal Farm. Yeah. I'm 100% sold. I'm going to read it. Yeah. I mean, it it's super different. Don't read it thinking that it's going to be something that will have any basis in reality. But it is, it's a really cerebral read it just really made me think about a lot of different topics and a lot of different things i think it would make a fantastic discussion but it's super fucking weird Um, that's called under the skin by michael faber awesome apparently that was made into a movie starring starring scarlett johansson really which movie that's what it says but the book i don't know if it has the same name but the book was published in 2001 huh We'll have to look that up. Uh, yeah, like I said, the, the I, I only found it because it was on that list that Book Riot put out. And there were two or three other books on that that I've read that I really loved. Because you know me, I love it weird. You do like it weird. I do. Well, it's so, it's so weird when you, I had already saved it to my wish list. And then when you compared it to Animal Farm, because I love the Animal Farm, um, that, that just sealed that deal 
So awesome. 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 Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that you're interested in it. I almost thought it was too weird to recommend, but then I was like, you know what? People know I like weird stuff. That is That's so true. N- that is not a secret on this podcast, but it's almost like right? I, I feel yeah. like there are readers out there that like the kind of stuff I read, but it's such a narrow I think that's one of the things I like the best about our podcast is that there it's not a podcast where you listen to it and never get anything out of it because the people don't have the same taste as you Mm -hmm. because you've got four different books mostly Mm -hmm. every week to pick from. Yeah. So I didn't at the end of the day, didn't feel bad about sharing it. So anyway, you guys were giggling like fucking schoolgirls over oh, there because wait till you read what- while I was doing my review because <laughs> clearly somebody's been googling okay so I googled about the teal stone thing and and the article that I pulled up doesn't say anything about teal stone sure doesn't but it does say they may look sweet and innocent but it turns out that garden gnomes are a likely indicator that the resident is into swinging <laughs> I gotta go move my fucking nose. <laughs> Hang on. Makes me think of the story of your your gnome swap. Oh my god. So you're like a family of swingers. Sorry. That's we, have, we have a whole a whole gnome thing that goes on in our family because we used to do one of those gift exchanges where you steal gifts from each other and somebody brought a fucking gnome one year and all the little kids loved it, so they fought over it. And the the family that took it home had their gnome kidnapped. And <laughs> the kidnappy wrote letters all year to the people about its adventures as a taunt, because our family's a bunch of assholes. Um, and then they sort of became a thing after a while. And I ended up stealing a gnome during the last um i got the gnome stole from me during the gift exchange and the guy who won it had decided they were going to use it for target practice (gasps) and they were gonna kill it and of course i felt like that was inhumane and i love that you're talking about this gnome like it's a like a person person. And, and i got the uh, the help of, of my sister, one of my sisters in law, who is like the most straight laced person on the planet, and I'm, I drove the car, I drove the getaway car, and she went up to the porch and grabbed the gnome, and I brought it home. Well, nobody knows, nobody ever figured out that I'm the one that took the gnome. So it's been three or four years, and I'm taking the gnome back this year, and I'm going to put it back on the porch. <laughs> and the best part is this won't air till after. So I know, so like nobody will know. nobody will know that it was me all along that took the gnome, which was great. You know, have you sent taunting letters? No, uh. I did not send taunting letters, but I am going to write a manifesto <laughs> that will go with the, with the gnome, and I'm going to leave it there on the porch when he goes back. And he goes back home. And he, he is the roaming gnome from Travelocity. That's what, that, that's what the gnome is. That's why I wanted it so bad, because it's so cool. Oh, but awesome. I'm never going to put a fucking gnome in my garden again. I can tell you that for nothing. Don't you have a gnome in your garden right now? I do, which and is why I house. need to go out and get it. 
There's I've one got them all over the place. How was I supposed funny. to know that Swingers that's used so them? Funny. What the actual? Well, so, but that's just well, one article. You're not just a swinger. You're like a super swinger. <laughs> you are. Super swinger. You like a family. A family of swingers. <laughs> I can't wait to tell everybody about that this year. That's just <laughs> one article, though. I feel, yeah. I feel like there's probably lots of... So there's of... nothing about the teal rock on there? Maybe no. they don't want anybody to know. It's it says something secret. about white rocks with pink and purple accented rocks, like white rock mm. landscapes, but it doesn't say anything about teal. Huh. But I'm sure if I Googled enough, I could find it because, I mean. You can find anything on Google. That Teal Rock is somebody's truth somewhere. I think it might be my sister-in-law's swingers group. <laughs> but, maybe that's know, it. Maybe that's a local thing from where from where she lived at the time. Could be. I was always suspecting that she and, her, she and my brother were swingers, but. Hmm. That's something I don't want to know about my relatives. Nope. Really. <laughs> Nope. I don't want to know how you know my sister. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of my I'm part of the swingers group that your sister attends. Oh yeah, I know your sister. Oh, this is when I'm glad I'm an only child. <laughs> we call her Rack too. <laughs> oh God. And on that note, that's gonna do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.